You're listening to Family Rules, the podcast on BYU Radio, inspiring ideas, inspiring families. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Family Rules, the podcast. I'm Brooke Walker, and I am, I'm going to use the word giddy about the conversation coming up and specifically the topic on the table. I like to do as as much preparation as I can toward a topic and thoughtfully approach how we're going to get into it and how we can, first of all, put the lens of family in front of any topic we discuss. That's the beauty and the benefit of a show solely dedicated to to family solutions and family tools. I also like to try to bend my brain toward how we can make it practical, how we can make it doable. And of course, all good research starts with a Google search, right? So I'll tee it up this way. The topic we're going to discuss over the next little bit as it relates to family life and home life, is teamwork. Now, here's where my giddiness starts to take off. Teamwork, I don't think, is a natural extension of family conversation necessarily. We, we want to think of our family as close and dynamic and connected. But when was the last time you thought about or even referred to your family as a team? So I hit the Google, as I said, and typed in team quotes the best team quotes. And what's interesting is hundreds and hundreds of different motivational quotes popped up on my screen, and most of them were written, posted, and shared with business in mind, right? With with business companies, brands, whatever it is, even sports teams. But if you look at this through the lens of family, as we do here on the podcast and on our companion show on BYU TV, I'm just gonna read a couple of these teamwork quotes And think about your family as I do. Here's one. Tough times don't last. Tough teams do. The strength of the team is each individual member. The strength of each member is the team. That was Phil Jackson, by the way, basketball coach, if my limited sports knowledge serves me. This was another good one. Great things are never done by one person. They're done by a team of people. Or a family, right? A family. I'll give you one more. We are not a team because we work together. We are a team because we respect, trust, and care for each other. It's such a unique lens to take these quotes, these phrases, otherwise written and, and shared for purposes of business building, brand building, or you know, athletic success, and apply them to the sphere of family. That's our focus today, teamwork in family, how we can approach our family dynamics more as a team, and how we can can along the way make those memories, make every day memorable, and have these team members be proud of the team, the jersey they wear, so to speak. And I've got just the person to help us out in this direction. She's one of my favorites, and I'm not just saying that to butter her bread before we jump into the conversation. She really, truly is. Maria Eckersley is a graphic designer, a shop owner, and she will tell you she's a sleep-deprived mom of six. She studied communications at BYU and Ohio State before setting up her own website, mechmom.com. There she shares really clever organization tips, family fun ideas, and mom hacks. She's really famous for her mom hacks, and they're regularly featured on multiple media platforms. Her popular creative comfort. Follow Me course blends her love of teaching gospel principles with her never-ending quest to be the fun mom. And she is the fun mom. So if you're out there thinking you could use a little team-building help, Maria, the fun mom, Eckersley, how's about that? How about that for a sports introduction? <laughs> I'll put my arena voice on. Maria, fun mom, Eckersley is here <laughs> to help us dive into this idea of teamwork and families. Thanks for jumping in. 
Absolutely. I feel like I should be running through a paper banner yeah, right now. That's confetti fantastic. flying over your head. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Maybe it's just me, Maria, but I, I don't naturally think of a family like a team. But you say doing so kind of changes the whole the whole parenting mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, you know, it's a different kind of team than you're going to experience in any other way. And any sports team my kids are going to be on, they're going to be with kids their same age, with their basic same skill level. Any, you know, team I'm on with colleagues or coworkers, we're all going to kind of be in a similar spot. In a family, it's completely different. You have all different ages, all different talents, all different weaknesses and, you know, pet peeves. And so I feel like, you have to be so much more fluid. But what I love about it is that same, you know, that sweet spot you can find on a team when you're playing a sport. I feel like you can find that in a family as well. You just kind of have to flex a little bit and get some creativity involved. Well, and as you say that, I'm I'm seriously over here grinning like a fool because isn't that the purpose? Like if you believe families are part of your, you know, reason to be here on this earth, if you believe God has designed your family for you or, or, you know, chosen you to lead this particular group, isn't that what it's about is that cohesion and that, that synchronization. And you talked about that sweet spot, that family flow, and it's not every day. I mean, there are pet peeves. I'm glad you touched on that, (laughs) that get in the way. But when you feel it, I mean, those are the moments that I I feel like that's what it's about. Absolutely. I feel like those are the ones, when you find yourself saying, I got to grab my phone, I need a picture of this. It's those sweet spot moments. You might not recognize it at the time, but that's why we want to capture it because we're so, we can feel the flow the same way you might've felt it on a basketball court or volleyball court. I feel like you can feel it in a family and we desperately try to hold on to those. I think that's why we put so much effort into our traditions and our holidays because we're trying to we're creating a space that that can happen. Yes. I started this off by sharing a few team building, teamwork quotes that I found from, you know, Google, the good old WWW. Mm-hmm. But I want to share one more. And it was actually first posted on the Family Rules Instagram page. I'm quoting a woman named Maria Eckersley. Do you know her? Do you know her? I heard she ran through a banner <laughs> lately with recently with confetti oh, flying I over should her be head. Careful. <laughs> no, I saved this, Maria. I did. And, and it's, it's posted with a beautiful picture of your bunch loving and hugging on each other. But I loved this phrase. You said, I want my kids to feel like they are part of something special, like they are part of a tribe. I want them to know they grew up in a place where they will always belong. That word tribe jumped out to me too. And there's another way to, to say it or look at it. You you like to think of family family life as crew mentality. You put on this idea of crew mentality. What does that mean to you and what does it look like in the Eckersley home? Yeah, for me, I just feel like, I think I got that growing up. So I can't take full credit for that. I I grew up with nine brothers and sisters and there was a definite, you know, you would walk in and people would say, oh, I can tell you're a wine. That was my maiden name. And Mm. so they they could tell from my demeanor. And I wanted my kids to have that. Don't you love it when people connect you to the people you love that way? That's great. Yes, exactly. So I love that. I wanted my kids to be known for something. And I feel like, I don't know that I went intentionally as a young mom planning it that way, but over the course of time, we developed a bit of a reputation for being the fun house in some way or another. Even when we were poor and had nothing, you know, I would buy a disco ball and keep it in our tiny little apartment. You know, it was just something that we became kind of known for. And I love that as my kids grew, that it was an extension to them. They became known for that and they found ways to be more fun and spontaneous. And, you know, we have a game collection. We have a fun mom arsenal. We have all kinds of things at our house to kind of draw people in. So I, I, to me, a crew mentality is all about your kids identifying yes. something that's special and unique, not about them in particular, but about your family as a whole right? and letting them shine in their own ways in that 
that's in that, you know, viewpoint. I want to circle back in just a minute to your your um, fun mom arsenal. So there's some power there as we strive <laughs> to build our, our own teams in our that's own right. homes. But there there's a layer to this that you mentioned in that in that quote on Instagram and that you touched on in your comment about your own family of origin. And that's this idea of belonging, that you want your kids to feel mm-hmm. like you belong. Um, my cute little buddy, three-year-old Boston, you know, he's, he's, he's a quirky, fun kid and he'll do things sometimes, just <laughs> mannerisms and, you know, hands on his hips and he'll make the, I mean, he just is a fun kid to watch and to observe and be around. But I do have these moments now and he's only three, but as he starts to interact with, you know, friends down the street or, and they, and they laugh and they, you, you feel as a mom like this, this cringe, like you just want your kid, everyone to see your kid through your eyes and appreciate, appreciate them for who they are as you do. And when you say belonging, I think, gosh, if your kids can feel that at least within the walls of, of their own home, that they're part of this team, they're part of this crew, they're part of this tribe, and they are accepted through and through. I mean, that's a powerful parenting payoff, isn't it? Absolutely. But it, it takes some cultivating. I think it's kind of the same way in a real team environment. You might have like a cool handshake that you do as you go on the floor, or maybe there's a warm up drill that you do that everybody on the team knows and is familiar yeah. with. Yeah. You got to have those in your house too. So I feel like in our house, you do, we have certain things that are very Eckersley, <laughs> you know, like we, uh, there, every kid has a nickname that is very specific in our family. They yeah. all tend to relate to the Buckeyes in some way or another, but th- those are things that no one on the outside really calls them that. Nobody at school calls them right. that, but when they come home, home, we use those nicknames a lot because it it builds that, you know, that connectedness feeling. I feel like you need that. Uh, we also do simple things like, you know, anytime we have pancakes at our house, we everyone knows that even if you have a friend over and they're sitting at the counter, they have to catch their pancakes. Have, you, have I told you about this tradition? <laughs> no. I want to come over on a Saturday so morning, bedhead and PJs included. <laughs> oh, it's one of my favorites, but it does this. It kind of creates that team feel. So anytime we have pancakes at our house, I will sit, stand at the griddle and my kids have to stand behind me and I will flip them back over my shoulder and they have to catch them on their plate. <laughs> and it's one of those things that we do anytime we have pancakes all the time. But what I love is when friends come over or happen to be there at the time, they just jump right in, you know, and yeah. they see that, oh, this is a thing that the Eckersleys all do. Why do they do that? Okay, I'm going to get a plate. And I, yeah. they jump right in. And I feel like the beauty of the best kind of team building strategies in a family are the ones that are so inclusive. They gather mm. other people. They're they're inviting. They're not like an exclusive club that your kids belong to. It's that looks so fun. I want to be a part of the Eckersleys. I want to come into your home and feel like that. So I feel like as you're kind of cultivating these mom strategies, you want to make sure that they're not exclusionary yes. and instead they're just Biting. Yes, I, I I'm gonna choose my words carefully, but I, I was da- I remember once I was in a dating relationship and great family meant well, but there was this they had this family chant and I'll I'll say Smiths just oh. to, just to keep it generic, but their family <laughs> model their family chant was Smith Smiths we're the best we are better than the rest. And I remember the first time I heard it I thought oh. okay I kind of appreciate where you're going here, but do we realize the message that we're sending? So that idea of inclusivity, right? right? That everyone can be part of this cool tribe, your family, your family arms are extended out there. I think that's huge. I appreciate you touching on that. And nothing against the Smiths, but I think their chant could have used some <laughs> inclusivity. They, maybe they are the best. <laughs> I mean, let's give it to them. Let's give it to them. So that idea of reaching out, branching out, and sharing your family culture is another great way to serve. Talk to me about how family fun plays into team building. And I think this is huge as well, because for a lot of people, like for the Eckersleys or, or for your family, even growing up, it might come naturally. I think for other other people, they might have to consciously, thoughtfully approach this idea of teamwork. And there's a fun component that you say can help get our families there. 
I think it's, and I'm totally biased, Brooke, but I feel like it's a, it's a critical component because every one of our families are going to go through so many hard things that to me, the fun just kind of compensates. It fills in the gaps that like hard struggles carve out. And I feel like when you have those tools at your disposal, it doesn't, it's not an effort to do it. So for example, we have a swing installed in our basement ceiling. We have three hammocks installed in our basement. <laughs> and the whole, the whole purpose behind that is so that any kids can come over and they can just enjoy, right? They'll yeah. just, they're never, they never expect it. They come down and they're surprised every time. And, but I didn't have to do anything special. I didn't have to set a, up a game board. I didn't, you know, so I feel like if you're, if creativity in this manner isn't your strong suit, isn't in your wheelhouse, then try to look for things that are just permanent fixtures of your home. The same way I will permanently have a disco ball in my kitchen. Yeah, tell me so about the disco ball. What's that about? <laughs> I feel like I need that. We got a karaoke microphone in the last couple of months and it's been a party. Oh yeah, hit. that's the first so step. <laughs> I think the natural companion would be this disco ball you speak of. Tell us more. Absolutely. I think I have three of them. In fact, it was funny that when uh, a friend was hosting a party over the Christmas break and she's like, I, I needed some, some lights. And I thought, okay, I should talk to Maria because of course I have those. <laughs> now you're but a lighting yeah, We house. just have... <laughs> yeah, we have there. What I love about them, one, they cost like $10. They're the, they're the lights that um, they rotate around and cast like bright colors all over your ceiling and walls. So it's not like the mirror disco ball that you would picture in a you know, 1950s sock. Oh, too bad. It's I was like thinking the, of a remote control. You hit click and this ball just comes gracefully, smoothly down from the ceiling or something. That would be amazing, actually. I'm going to look for that now. Yeah. But no, these Gold. are just like little portable, you know, they're the size of... I don't know, a, a tiny, like a softball. They're, they're really actually pretty small. Okay. But what I love about them is you can set them on a counter. You can set them, like there have been times when my my son's having a bad day or something's wrong and I go up to talk to him and I'll just put a disco ball in the middle of the floor and then, you know, try to have a conversation with him. And it kind of like breaks the tension. It, you know, it's a very Eckersley thing. And so he laughs and then we can kind of talk to each other. It's just, it's this gateway. Same thing in the kitchen. There's been several times when I'm exhausted. None of us want to do the kitchen jobs. And so I'll just turn off all the lights and turn on a disco. You can't see the mess anymore, but you can enjoy each other's company because you got lights everywhere. Well, so I just feel like washing dis dishes feels a little bit more cool, I guess, right? With the, with the glow yeah. of a disco ball. Exactly. So I just feel like it gives you those options. So for me, I like to have those things on hand. It's not like our whole house is a fun house. It's not, we do jobs. I don't know. It sounds work, pretty fun to things. me. Sounds pretty fun <laughs> to me. But this idea of, you know, teamwork extending to team culture, like if the culture in your home is fun mm -hmm. and lighthearted, not every day. I mean, life's life and things happen. But if you can right. have those pockets, those moments, I, I know you put together kind of a mom, fun mom arsenal kit. Where can we find more ideas like, yeah. like the disco ball? Well, we have, if you look on my website, if you just search Fun Mom Arsenal, it'll come up. But I also have an Amazon favorites. You can find, if you go on my Instagram at Mech Mom Life, it, one of the first links in my bio is my my <laughs> Amazon favorites. And they're full of random things. They're, they tend to be very inexpensive. But things like, I really love having... Um, what do you call them? They're like secret decoder pens that you can write and then they only show up with the blue oh, with, light. With you the know? ink, the, the blue light pen on the, yeah. on the cap of the pen. Yeah, it's like cool. a light bulb on the cap. Yeah. yeah. So I love those because I you can actually write on their skin. There's been a few times when I've like written a message while they're sleeping and then I tell them in the morning when they get up, like, hey, have you checked your hand? Aww. Or they'll see, you know, little post-it notes that are in their um, school books that I've written on and they know the only way they can see what I wrote is to find their black light pen. So I feel like... Having an arsenal that has a few of those on hand, what I've found is I think you get sweet 
inspired ideas that come to you when you have tools at your fingertips. When you don't, it's harder. So I feel like I don't know when I'm going to use those black light pens, but every now and then I'll just grab something either at the store or on Amazon and I'll be like, at some point, I'm going to want to use that. And I keep them all in my fun mom arsenal, which is just a bin that I keep in my office. And I, it never gets overwhelming. It's not something I ever buy giant things for. In fact, I'm an organizer too. So as soon as my fun mom arsenal gets full, I know, hey, I've got to start using some of these supplies. I can't just accumulate. So yeah. it kind of helps me motivate and stay. But I find you get cool promptings about how to make your family's life more fun when you have some tools at the ready. At your disposal. I love that. I kind of got the feel good chills too, because there's something about putting your purposeful mind toward it. Like those opportunities will come. If you're sitting here thinking, I want to be the fun mom. I want to, you know, be the team captain that's building this culture in my home that that serves my kids well. I, I appreciate your, your prompt to just look for the moments, have some tools ready, and the opportunity will present. You talked about pulling out the, the disco ball, for example, when maybe your son's had a bad day. And I know you believe strongly like that it's a struggle sometimes that brings forward these opportunities. And and you've embraced this idea in your house that no one fights alone. Like when struggles hit, when bad days hit, that's when something like a team mentality or a crew mentality, I have to imagine really pays off. Yeah. And what's been so cool, I mean, because my oldest is now married. So I feel like I, I love seeing them grow into that role of taking care of each other. You know, the same way you may, you might see it in the next few years, Brooke, but I love when your kids start giving each other birthday gifts and Christmas gifts Aww. instead of you buying it and putting yeah. their name on it. You know, yeah. it's that same feeling you get, but you see them take care of each other. You know, I'll see, I'll see my married daughter and my 18 year old daughter texting each other and sending memes on bad days, you know, and I love that Aww. because of the way they were raised in the home, yeah. they even outside of the home, they, they're a crew and they take care of each other. They and can do it for It's others. just such a sweet thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just it's it's part of their it's almost like muscle memory for them because they mm. just have become accustomed to it. At the time of this conversation, I'll give us kind of a timestamp. At the time of this this recording, we are just emerging out of 2020. And is hindsight 2020? I don't know if that phrase will ever sound the same to any of us who lived <laughs> through the last year. But tell me how this idea of, of teamwork, of crew mentality, of building your tribe at home, tell me how it's, I imagine, taken on a new light coming out of something like the pandemic, the 2020 year where we were kind of yeah. forced to be together maybe more than we wanted to. Yeah. Well, one of my big goals I is I want to make the everyday more memorable. You know me, Brooke. I yeah. love I love the concept of my kids sitting around someday 20 years from now and recounting their childhood and laughing. And, yes. you know, I just I can't wait for that day. Which so can I we feel say, like I'm constantly you, trying. To... I'm going to squirrel us here for just a minute. But you recently went down a no, trip, please. a trip down memory lane with your own siblings. And I saw that through yeah. your Instagram. You visited your childhood home, and I'll let you set this up. Yeah. But you talk about the memories bringing on the giggles, right? The, that team mentality <laughs> down the road being this huge payoff. I, I saw that in you and your sisters when you when you took this trip together not too long ago. Yeah, it was. So, that's what I mean when I can't take credit for this. My parents fostered this in us. But I have six older sisters. I have three brothers too. But these these the seven girls. You're like boy, brothers, brothers, you brothers. But I have some sisters. <laughs> no, right? I know you get this. Brooke. I do. <laughs> I come from an all-girl household, uh, so it's all sisterhood. Yeah, you're all sisters. But no, I, there was such having those moments where you bonded with your siblings and you remembered, I mean, the memories just come flooding back. And I was a little kid when I lived in Illinois, you know, we moved when I was in first grade. So, but it was amazing how much delight there was in watching my siblings 
just banter back and forth and like, oh, do you remember that hole in the wall that you made? And oh, you know, so I, I get a taste of that in my own, my family. And then in this family we've created, I want them to have that. So I feel like I'm planting those seeds today so that 20, 30, 40 years from now, I get to just sit back where my mom is and just enjoy the harvest. I can't wait for that. But I also want to enjoy the now, you know, so I'm not trying to I want to make sure that that when I'm creating fun for my kids, it is not at the cost of my own happiness. Right, right. (laughs) So I try to do things like the pancakes. You know, when we flip pancakes, that means I didn't make chicken for dinner. I didn't, (laughs) pancakes, it takes me five minutes of time. So when I have this lazy, easy meal that makes my life happier, I find a way to make it fun for them too. So both of us are looking forward to this, you know, little little silly moment. I think you just touched on the magic though in your whole approach and that is the simplicity and I hope you take that as a compliment. I mean it. We're we're sort of coming <laughs> out of a fog. Thankfully, thankfully this Pinterest perfect, um, you know, parties that cost a million bucks and and took a million hours. And we got sucked into that for a while. And I don't know if you'd agree, but I feel like we're finally pulling ourselves out of that hole that was so unattainable. (laughs) Yeah, please, for so many women. But here you are saying, look, the $10 disco globe, the the pancake over the shoulder, these aren't things that cost a lot or require a lot, even of me as a mom. And that to me is the is the magic in, in your philosophy and in this right. whole idea. And so as we talk about, you know, making the everyday memorable, is that what we mean? Just the little things? Oh, absolutely. Even simple things. Like I, I know we've talked before about our couch potato book club. Do you remember? Tell <laughs> us, tell us more. This. Yeah. So the couch potato book club started I don't, like a dozen years ago, but basically it's just, my kids needed reading minutes anyway. So I was trying to fulfill that obligation and do it, but I didn't want to dread it. And I found myself really being annoyed anytime we had to do reading minutes. So I thought there's got to be some way Maria, I can, tell me how you really I can get feel. more out of this. Tell me how you really <laughs> know, feel. Right? Yeah, they're not, I don't love them. So so we created, I made a book club that basically evolved a little bit over time, but the idea behind it is we're reading a book all together. So generally I'm the reader and they're listening, but we go to a different location in the house each night. Sometimes it's outside in the yard, but generally it happens over summer break and we will we will go to a different location in our pajamas and read. We'll have a lantern or a flashlight and we read. It costs me nothing. And if you ask my kids, it's one of the most memorable parts. I don't ever do it perfectly. It's not like I do it every single night. Some nights it doesn't work out and we say, oh, we'll do it tomorrow. Or some nights we stay up super late and read three chapters because we're so you know excited by the book. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... I think sometimes it takes a mentality shift. I feel like there's a perspective that to be the fun mom means you need to provide a lot of things. And I feel like, honestly, I don't even always have that option (laughs) to be that kind of fun mom. So instead, I, I decide to be the fun mom who provides time and time that is memorable and meaningful and I don't do it perfectly ever. And, you know, my kids will tell you down the road whether I was successful, but that is my ultimate goal is that we are fun because we're together and we laugh and we enjoy each other, not the things we own. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Was that strengthened this last COVID year or was that tested during 2020 or a little bit of both? (laughs) I don't think you can get strengthened without being tested. So I feel like because we were pushed to our breaking point, we found out how strong we were. You know, on top of COVID, we were dealing with Jason's medical issues. He's got cancer that we're fighting. So there's been a lot of things that have happened this year that have really pushed us. But it's also where you really reap the rewards of 
my kids fighting together, you know, because they're used to doing it in small ways and cheering for each other when they're on a sports team. Cheering for dad when he finishes a chemo round is very natural. It's not forced. I don't have to do anything specific. They just naturally do it. Well, and those are the moments when the team wins. I mean, to to just round out this metaphor, I mean, those small daily drips that may seem little and insignificant, right? Finding meaning in the everyday, flipping a pancake over the shoulder. It builds this, this vibe and this culture that ultimately when the tough times hit, whether it be a chemo treatment, whether it be a pandemic, that's when the team wins. And I don't mean to push you into a Hallmark corner, but I know I know a lot of your work now <laughs> revolves around this beautiful gospel course that you've created for families that allows the fun to combine with the meaningful, the playful to combine with yeah. the spiritual. And I have to think, Maria, and I've never actually asked you this outright, but I have to think that you mm-hmm. believe there's a divine purpose to this idea of team within family, that coming together and, and building a, a crew, building a tribe has divine purpose and payoff in the end. Yeah, I think it's the same thing we're hoping to accomplish with a really good mutual activity, right? Or a youth activity. I feel like we're trying to make it fun and inviting and also have something that's redeeming and memorable and important. And so I wanted that with my Come Follow Me as well. I wanted my kids, when I said, oh, it's time to read the scriptures, I didn't want that to feel different than the normal day-to-day where we're trying to make things fun and happy, right? So I wanted them to see that the gospel flows right into that. In fact, it stems from that. I feel like it's supposed to be joyful and it's supposed to be something that you bond over. I want my kids to have inside jokes about what they experienced with the scriptures the same way they do about a movie they watched on Netflix. So I feel like doing things like having a Diet Coke and Mentos object lesson, they will remember that forever, how Will got (laughs) splashed and Emily ran. You know, They have memories about learning the gospel principles much the same way they have memories about any other fun part of our now, life. And I, I want them to see those. I'm going to ask flowing. you about the memento and diet Coke. First, I'll just broadly <laughs> okay. clarify. Come follow me is the official title of an educational course by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Creative Come Follow Me is Maria's course and it involves diet right. Coke and, and Mentos. What were we learning in that <laughs> lesson? Please tell. It does. Oh, Brooke, it was so much fun. So that was just one, each week I put out three object lessons and that was a week we were talking about tithing. And what I really wanted my kids to understand about tithing, I mean, all these object lessons come from me wanting to teach my kids. It's not that I think they're perfect for everyone. It's just what I think would work with mine. So since I have little kids and teenagers, I tend to go to more dynamic (laughs) object lessons. But this one, we were talking about tithing. And what I really wanted them to understand was that when you pay your tithing, the blessings overflow. It is, there's not room to receive them is what the scripture said. And so my mind was spinning, right? I'm like, how can I get that across in such a clear way? So we took a thing of Mentos, you know, like a sleeve of Mentos. And what's great about Mentos is you can have 10 and say, okay, how much would you pay in tithing? So they give me one back, right? (laughs) And I say, okay, trust me, the blessings will overflow. Put it in the Diet Coke. So they take that one tithing and they put it in the Diet Coke in this huge eruption. And we had a great chat about, you know, it's not like I got a thousand Mentos back from putting in my one. (laughs) You don't always get financial blessings when you play your tithing, but I loved that they saw and they will remember a happy association with the commandment of tithing and that they got to do it together is even better. This is a subscription that people can sign up for. Tell us where we can learn more. Yeah. So you can, it's a creative comefollowme.com and it's a subscription where you either can pay upfront for the year or you can go month to month and cancel whenever you want. But it is, it has been delightful. We did the full year of um, 2020 with the Book of Mormon and had a blast together. It's been delightful. So we were kicking off DNC and just 
the ball is rolling and it is so fun. I love it. I love it. In conclusion, team building, teamwork in families. Maria, if someone's listening to this feeling charged up, first of all, they're going to go to Amazon and buy the the Disco Globe. That's gotten a fair share of love (laughs) and attention in this conversation. But what is your best piece of advice when it comes to building that team culture, building a tribe, building a crew mentality, knowing as we've kind of stated and shared together that there's a bigger purpose here, right? The fun daily drips lead up to something meaningful and something powerful. What's your best piece of advice for turning our family into more of a team? I would say to not make yourself the superstar of that team. You know, I'm the mom, I'm running the show most of the time, but my goal is that each of my kids can become this kind of leader that can create fun, that can create excitement for their families and whoever they're around. So I feel like you don't want to make yourself the superstar and make it seem like the kids need you to have a fun experience at home. What I want is if I'm down, let's say I'm sick with COVID and I'm down for three weeks, I want my kids to still be able to pull this off without me. And I, so I'm trying to build leaders and not just people who are entertained by me. I don't know if that resonates yes, or that makes yes. sense, but that's my goal is that they themselves feel empowered to do what I love to do and then add in their own talents and abilities and become even better. I love it. Maria, you know, I love you. I hope you know that anyway. Thanks for sharing your gift and your spark and your (laughs) testimony with us through this conversation. I appreciate you. Absolutely. It was delightful to be here couple of resources to bookmark. You heard Maria talk about her Creative Come Follow Me gospel course. That website again, creativecomefollowme.com. You can also find and follow Maria on Instagram, mechmomlife. That's M-E-C-K, mechmomlife on Instagram. Thanks so much for jumping in with us today. We hope that you felt the spark that I did through Maria's words of encouragement and her ideas. If you like this podcast, if you found this conversation to be helpful, would you do us a favor? Take a minute, subscribe, rate or review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, there are many other conversations like it waiting for you, not just through the podcast front, but through our companion TV project, Family Rules with BYU TV. Those past episodes and past conversations can all be found at byutv.org. Hopefully you are leaving with inspiring ideas that will inspire your family. And we hope to see you back here next time. Thanks for listening. Family Rules, the podcast is a production of BYU Broadcasting.